Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Do we have Okay, there it is. Uh, speaking of thank Thanking that opening um, Trump uh, audio in which he says, our, our, was it Trump or Reagan? I, it, it, Skins, was that Trump or Reagan? Our rights are a gift from God. Skins isn't hearing me right now. Um, no, I, I heard you. It was, literally. sorry, it was uh, the, the multitask feature that I, that I was trying to do. No, that was Donald Trump. Yeah, that was Donald Trump. That's right. Um, cause it's, and by the way, it's odd for me. It's like weird for me now to not be in the studio and doing Facebook. I'm at home, by the way, my, my babies, because I've got Larry Moe and Curly, i.e. Spectrum coming back out tonight. Uh, it is day four of the, the crisis that is living and trying to work without cable, Wi-Fi and internet. Wi-Fi watch. Um, but the Wi-Fi watch. Um, but the reason why I was kind of like, you know, usually I, I don't lose my train of thought in 15 seconds after hearing an audio clip of who it was, but I was literally struck. Thank you for doing that. And I know you added that audio a while back, but as, as I'm hearing that, it's so, I'm so, so str- pertinent to, to play now more than ever, Andrea. Right. And, and for so many reasons, as I'm sitting here about to have to give an update as to what's going on in Afghanistan, I'm sit- sitting here literally thinking about not about even as much about rights coming from God right now, but how many Americans right now scared to death, huddled, fearful as the Taliban goes door to door, this brutal regime that is no better than ISIS, how they must be wishing and praying to God that Trump wishing that, that Trump were in office. Oh, no doubt, right 100%. Now. And right. As, they pr- as they pray to God. What was the biggest complaint from General Milley and the military about Donald Trump? What that he, that he supposedly, um, which ended up not being true, it was a hoax, that he supposedly had some tear gas thrown to, to get rid of some protesters so he could walk across to a church hold, and hold up a Bible, which ended up being untrue. We have the commander in chief of the United States of America who has abandoned 10 to 15,000 Americans over there. And even worse, even worse, how in the world can any of you, Demo- any of you Democrats ever vote for another Democrat? Do you know what I, I found out today? What did you find out? This has been Ghazi all over again. The people over there in Afghanistan, the people at the embassy and those there, this is according to Newsmax, just like Benghazi sent 400 requests for security and to be evacuated because of a terrorist threat coming. The the diplomats over there warned the State Department of a swift Taliban takeover in July using something called the Descent Channel, which is a confidential cable where they send over and and they and, and, and when they use this channel, basically they're they're. Um, they're not, nobody can, uh, they, they don't suffer any reprisals. They're basically allowed to say, look, you Nimrods, come over here and get us out of here, right? Just like Christopher Stevens. And they were completely ignored, completely ignored. This is worse than a CIA failure. This is Benghazi all over again. And for Biden to, to come to the, to, to the microphones and knowing this and all of his advisors knowing this and to say 
weeks ago that there's no way the Taliban can take over. We're completely secure. They knew. And now he's trying to come back and say, of course, it was inevitable to have this chaos. Here's what's going on in the ground that they did. They're, Biden and his administration, this is even worse than Benghazi, where four Americans died trying to save 30 Americans uh, in a terrorist attack on 9-11, by the way, which the 20th anniversary is approaching. And just like Benghazi, where do you think is going to happen on 9-11? You feel secure under 9-11 on the anniversary where they're likely to want to where, where the terrorists are emboldened right now? Here's what's going on over with the new and improved Taliban. Uh, uh, Joe Lonsdale reported that an Afghani interpreter that he had come to know well over the years, and I'm quoting him here, was hung in the streets last night. They melted his Department of Defense ID into his chest and they cut off his arms. Then they killed his family. His 10-year-old daughter was spared because she was handed off to leadership because we know that seven-year-old girls under Sharia are, are sold off as brides. This is what's going on over there. They're going door to door to seek people out. We know, according to Breitbart, that they're, that they're, um, they're um, I don't know what the word, they're, they're searching and anybody they find with the Bible on their phone is executed. When Biden was asked about people dying, well, there's nobody dying over there. There's nobody being killed over there. How dare he? This is the commander in chief. People are being slaughtered. We have 10, and, and when asked, and when, um, General Taylor was asked at a press briefing, uh, this is according to Fox News, Jennifer Griffin, who's their wartime uh, military correspondent, uh, said, Jennifer Taylor, uh, British paratroopers are leaving the airport, going into Kabul to rescue and evacuate some of their citizens who are trapped and can't get to the airport because of the Taliban. So the Taliban, the British citizens and American citizens are held back by the Taliban. And the Biden administration is trying to tell people that the Taliban has offered them secure passage. And that's a lie. Uh, and, and Jennifer Griffin asked this general, why is it the U.S. doing that? So Major General Hank Taylor, who serves as Deputy Director of Joint, uh, Joint Staff Regional Ops, replied that the, the U.S. was focused on securing the airport. At this time, our mission continues to be to secure the airport. When the airport is secure, you can see that from the videos. Why, why, why are you? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, at another point, um, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was asked about this and the 10,000 Americans trapped in Afghanistan. He said, we don't have the capability to go out and collect large numbers of people. They left them there, supposedly without the ability to collect them. So what they're saying is there's no plan. They're trying to lie to you now and say that there's a plan. We're going to keep military there. But the Taliban's in control. What's the military supposed to do? Go and beg? You know what I heard today, Andrea, from Carl Jackson, and it really makes sense. Regarding the Afghanistan situation alone, this should tell you everything you need to know about the motives of the Biden administration. Well, and this is really the Democrats. They don't care. They don't protect, they, they don't protect us when, when after Benghazi. Not only did they not protect the Americans, left them to die and didn't offer any help. They blamed America for it by saying it, it had to do with a video and, and basically justified it by saying that the future does not belong to those who slander the prophet. What, that's really when the American people should have woken up and said, the Democrats have partnered with the Islamists. I've been saying this for years, and I don't believe it's a coincidence that they let this go down before September 11th. 
Today, Al-Qaeda is emboldened. They've got our, our weaponry. They've got, I don't know how many billions of dollars of our weaponry. Now they've got control. If the military is there attempting to work any deals with the Taliban, it's only, it, it, we are now at their mercy. So we're going to have to give them something for passage. It, our military isn't there with any control. We have no, we are no longer a superpower. I heard somebody, on that, whoever that was on Jay Sekulow before the show, this is an opportunity for us to turn this around and we've got a chance to retain that we're a superpower. Look, if you watch Dinesh D'Souza's movie back in 20, uh, called 2016, he predicted that after eight years of an Obama presidency, we would be left militarily neutered with the rise of, of um, Sharia and Islamic law all over the Middle East and, and we would be done as a superpower. And Obama gutted our military. What we are left with is the Millies of the world and the Secretary of Defense is the Lloyd Austin. Somebody posted today a reminder of when 340,000 Brits, French, and Belgians were trapped in Dun- Dunkirk, Churchill. How many years ago, World War II, he sent fishing boats across the channel to save them. It was actually like a couple hundred thousand Brits and 140,000 French and Belgium. We could go and get them. We don't want to. I have no idea what's going to happen to these Americans over there. They're now human capital. What's going to happen to the to the U.S. going further if we, you know, President Trump did a lot to beef up operations and invest money in it, but the culture of the military has shifted. Barack Obama got rid of anybody that continued to have a true U.S. military spirit, which was about preserving the United States and and, and turned it into, a, you know, a politically correct, you know, woke isn't even enough. You know, Andrew, if there's one thing that might be the final straw to break America, I think it's that right there, which you just hit on. We are, you know, I I don't want to hear Pollyanna crap about how, uh, you know, this this is recoverable. We have emboldened. We need bumper stickers should be made. Where's the Republican Party? Again, they're nowhere. After 20 years, after 20 years approaching 9-11, Biden has, and I didn't come up with this today, but it's absolutely true. He made Islamic terror great again. He provided the money, gave him an entire territory to do it, and ten to 15,000 Americans to be used as human capital against us. If that doesn't make us dead as a superpower, I don't know what does. Because it doesn't make it, it's, it's, it's worthless to us capability, whether it's in the form of helicopters, bombs, naval ships if if we are now reduced to, to having our military be nothing but a force that goes and hands out uh humanitarian stuff you know which which is is all well and good like after you know tsunamis but they're supposed to be about defeating the enemy and they're not andrea this should be one of those issues where every single republican in congress should be every day standing up against just how one how horribly this was handled and two how we fix it and how we get them out and how we get them out now how are they not right now? Every one of them, how, the House of Representatives and the Senate right now standing on the steps of the Capitol and not screaming for him to be impeached. Donald Trump was impeached over what? A stupid phone call to the Ukraine in which he had every right to say, we're not going to continue to give you money over there to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars if you're going to be doing cooking up crappy corrupt deals with energy companies. For that, he was impeached. 
But this man has has surrendered and abandoned 10 to 15,000 Americans and handed them over to terrorists, and he's allowed to sit in the Oval Office? Where is the outrage on the part of the Republicans? I'm going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to bring in Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. We're going to talk about this. I know where the Republicans are today. Six months later, eight months later, nine months later, after an election was stolen, the National Republican Party has decided, yeah, there was some crappy deals done. We're going to come up with an election integrity unit. (laughs) Stay tuned. Sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I think I'm calmed down a little bit during the break. Let's have some fun, shall we? Let's let's have some laughs and some giggles. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America and Media Equality Project is here to laugh about uh, the and chat about the Republican Party and their announcement over their election integrity project um, or election integrity unit. Hey, Brian Maloney, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hey, hey, as always. Um, before we get into that, though, I was really upset at the open of the show because Brian Maloney, there is no excuse for what's going on in Afghanistan. It is Benghazi again, only worse. Where Americans there in Afghanistan, like in Benghazi, used um, private channels, the dissent uh, cables to beg, uh, basically, to, and, and to warn about the collapse of Afghanistan that would happen in days. The Biden administration left them there and lied to the American people. And we have 10 to 15,000 Americans now subject to be brutalized by the Taliban. And, and on top of all of it, as the Biden administration goes dark, he comes out at one point, doesn't even bother to address it, starts pushing COVID shots. Um, the Republican Party is fairly quiet. They're, they're, uh, you know, every, every, from every senator and every representative, they should be on the steps of the Capitol today, filing impeachment and screaming for his removal. Well, yeah, what I find interesting is even the most conservative GOP House members and U.S. senators are keeping their language really, really light at a time where they should be cranking this up by a thousand. Um, and, and the bottom line here is I'll, I'll just tell you what I mean, what really did it for me tonight was this story in the Telegraph in the U.K. that the, for the first time, I think probably in recorded history, the British Parliament has held a U.S. president in contempt. Um, they have held Joe wow. Biden in contempt. But this is now, I want to say something else about this. This is not just the House of Commons, okay, which is uh, the, the Conservative Party. They're not very conservative, though. Uh, it is also the House of Lords. It was a joint condemnation of Joe Biden. The House of Lords is full of total liberal wackos. Uh, and the bottom line is the fact that they were all able to come to agreement on the severity of this situation. I've never heard of anything like this. I mean, I think this is something that another country would, would only do in an extreme situation. Uh, so to me, that says it all. And uh, watching our news media try to do damage control on behalf of this administration, they're failing badly at it. Uh, yeah, we should all be barking mad, that's for sure. 
But the, the bottom line here is that the Republicans are strangely quiet, strangely timid. Um, just what what is going on there? And I've been screaming at them on Twitter. What is, what is the problem here, people? You know, what does it take to get you guys angry? Because the American people are very, very angry, including people who aren't conservative. They have the, the Democrats have managed to scare the living daylights out of moderates, uh, out of out of independents, and even some people that are somewhat kind of liberal. And, you know, the far left, the Maddow MSNBC left is going to swallow any excuse that is made to cover all this up. We get that. That that will never change. But the Democrats are sending people running away from them 100 miles an hour right now. And the Republicans should be capitalizing on this. And they're doing nothing of the sort. They're sitting there like bumps on a log. Right. They should be bringing in. They, they, yeah, they should be already have articles of impeachment filed. They should be bringing to the microphone actual military uh, minds that that are not part of this woke crap. Like Millie, who, you know, uh, uh, Millie, who was so outraged and actually did a videotape because he was just, I got to apologize for walking to a church so President Trump could hold up a Bible. I mean, that, that, you know, he's more critical of Trump holding up a Bible at a church than he is for 15,000 Americans left for slaughter. This yeah, is outrageous. And- our most advanced equipment left behind for the enemy to not only use but to sell to our enemies like China and anyone else, Russia, so that they can reverse engineer our technology and steal it and know how to, you know, wipe out all of our equipment worldwide. That to me, I mean, the, the list of crimes here is so, so long. And the only thing we're left, because no one can be this stupid, right? So what we're left to wonder is, is the party running the White House right now, this regime, are they intentionally destroying the country? And I think the only possible answer is yes. No one can be this stupid. And the thing is, if Joe Biden is senile, everyone knows he's, you know, everybody knows he is is not up for this job. The bottom line is they should be subverting him. They should be bypassing him. They should still be getting our equipment people out. We've got European special forces in there on behalf of Germany, France, uh, UK, or whatever, getting their people out. We have our government saying we don't have the resources to get our people out. Oh, are you kidding me? But we still have the largest military in the world in any, by any measurement. Uh, we can't get our people out of Afghanistan. I mean, um, Americans at this point, have absolutely no idea what to think. I think people are in a state of absolute shock because we they should be scared to federal, death. Yeah, we've seen our you federal should be government scared to death. Dissolve. Uh, Washington has dissolved. Washington isn't even nobody's home in Washington anymore. Our federal government is barely functioning. Uh, and the part of it that still functions is the part that wants to attack the political opponents of Nancy Pelosi and whatever the whims of, of, of Democrats or whatever. That's going to go nowhere from here. They have lost all credibility. The bottom line is Washington seems to be gone. And this is why I'm on Twitter screaming. I think states need to start teaming up, forming regional coalitions, figuring out how to yep. move forward as a country because our this what everything that's happened since last November was designed to dissolve America, not take America in a different direction. It was meant to dissolve the country forever. 
And that's what's going on. Uh, right well, now. you know what? Let me. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. And, and, and that's what's going on in terms of our, our foreign policy and our military. They could go and get them out. I've been saying for I've been saying since uh, 9-11 that I was concerned about the partnership that was emerging, including both parties, just more openly with the Democrats. Um, George W. Bush never correctly identified the enemy. He wanted to make it all about different organizations and groups, right, versus the ideology. The Democrats have flat out decided to partner with them because, and this is why uh, Rick Santorum was correct. He's the only one that has said that the United States needed to declare uh, Islam a political ideology, not a religion, because they were using our religious freedoms against us, and the Democrats went along with it. There's a reason by, why Barack Obama put the Muslim Brotherhood on the front, uh, on the front, uh, you know, chairs, the front row of his speech in 2008. They're flat out partnering with the Islamists. They're, and and this one of the reasons for this is this gives also gives them to excuse an excuse to flood our country with Afghan refugees, right? And putting them in Minnesota. It's 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 an, it's it's a, a border. It's a border issue, just like the other way they're trying to destroy us with the open border in the South, and then trying to destroy us economically and destroy our will. Through all these COVID mandates, it is it, every well, one of those know. areas is about destroying us. Well, and Andrea, we know that the Taliban will feed those numbers of refugees coming to this country with their own ranks. They will send, they will infiltrate the refugees. Yes. They will send thousands of their own men here for the purpose of causing a hundred more 9-11s, for the sole purpose of that. And it's not just a state like Minnesota or whatever that's going to take those refugees. I mean, Brian Kemp of Georgia's supposed Republican was one of the first to come out and say that he wanted a bunch of them to come to Georgia. So, I mean, to oh, me, wow. this Brian Kemp, yeah, he was, I, he may have been the first governor to say, you know, Georgia's already, I mean, the population growth in that state has already been massive. Um, why, yeah. why would you want to bring tens of thousands of anyone into that state right now? Housing prices have gone through the roof. Because they want to turn it blue. They want to turn it blue. They want to turn it blue and he's in on it. One minute left. We got to talk about this ridiculous Ronna McDaniel announcement today. After months of investigation, they've determined that some public officials used the pandemic as a pretense, Brian Maloney, to do all kinds of shenanigans. They're just now finding this out. So they got to come up with their election integrity unit. Your thoughts. Now, the Republican Party is miles behind its supporters, its donors, its members, months behind, and they look more foolish by the day. This is the problem. The times that we're going through right now in America would be a lot easier if there was an actual opposition party, and there isn't. Uh, and, and Rona and the Romneyites uh, are a huge huge part of the problem here. I mean, they are establishment hacks. And I mean, we're sick of all these people, the Bush, Cheney, Romney's, uh, those 19 notorious senators, um, you know, I mean, just the whole, we're fed up. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about behind, uh, the Torrance Police Department in L.A. yesterday published a picture of thousands of mail-in ballots that this felon had with him on top of all these phony credit cards, um, fentanyl, I guess it was, all kinds of drugs. So, Rana, you even behind a druggy felon out here who had, uh, you know, a bag full, a tote bag full of thousands of mail-in ballots. Okay, they already they already managed to steal it. I I don't know if we're ever going to get our election integrity back, but it's certainly not going to be with anybody that's currently running the Republican Party. Wrap us up, Brian Maloney. 
Yeah, no, and I think that what, what the bottom line here is where this comes into play is in the, the recall election in California coming up here. Um, Kat, you know, how does cheating factor into this? Uh, how motivated are they? Well, yeah, well, yeah. How does it factor in like the dude that they just busted with thousands of mail-in ballots in his bag? Yeah, do they just have a, a theft plan going already? I mean, who knows? I mean, it, you know, there isn't much enthusiasm for Gavin from anywhere, but hey, if they just had the ballots, I mean, all over again, we just go through this over and over. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here, my friend. I appreciate you. Thanks. All right, well, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, um, how else? Uh, what are some of the other repercussions? Well, the stock market took a, took, a, took a drop today. So I reached out to my friend Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, uh, to come here and tell you uh, what you need to know. Should you... What should you be thinking in response from a financial standpoint? So here's a little news you could use. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Glad to have my man Dave Elhoff. We're here with me. I promised y'all him last week, but he had to reschedule. So he is back with us tonight in your News You Can Use segment. And the timing actually is perfect because um, the stock market took a, took a, a dive today. I don't, I don't know if dive is the right word. And I'm not exactly sure the reason for it because I've heard some conflicting reports. So I, I reached out to Dave Elhoff, who's well. And ready to come back on tonight and share with you everything you need to know because he is the financial thought doctor. Hello, my dear Dave Elhoff. Welcome back. Dynamite, how are you? Well, I'm good. I had to put a throat lozenge in during the break because what's going on in Afghanistan had me so hot, man, so warm that I was yelling throughout the show earlier. Anything you want to say about that before we talk about before we talk about money? What a surprise that you should <laughs> you know me well, my dear. Oh, AK, you know, we sometimes let our emotions get the best of us, and you got to just let it out, right? Well, yeah, um, we need more people screaming and yelling over this because um, before we get into the stock market, over the break, I just heard that in addition to us abandoning 10 to 15,000 Americans, they're going to have to make their way to the airport via a maze of Taliban, you know, wanting to cut people's heads off. Now I find out over the break that the United States government is wanting to charge the Americans if they make it out $2,000 a plane ticket. I guess because the Americans, you know, that trying to get out didn't book early bird, right? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't get in trying to get, you know, their plane ticket um, on, on some kind of special deal. I mean, this is just insane. Well, I'll tell you what, A.K., uh, I was in the Navy back in 1976, 77, and, 19, and still in the reserves in 1980. And a similar situation happened when the Shah of Iran went down. And yeah. we had buddies over there that were training Iranian fighter pilots. And the same basically thing happens that, you know, you may need to find your own way out. Unbelievable to me. And yeah, the situation with this 
that I think is a little bit different is that it wasn't like there was nobody saying that this could be a problem in advance. I mean, the CIA and the State Department warned that this could very possibly happen. And yeah. there were contingency plans out there that if you're going to do this, this is the way you do it and take everyone out before the calamity hit. Yeah. And yeah, because at it, least it, in, in, right, at least, and what's similar too about the Shah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's really when the war on terror started. Um, we allowed the Shah to fall. We didn't, that didn't have to happen, right? Um, you right. know, we, we could, we could continue to back him up. Um, it, it's kind of like what happened in, um, you know, Libya and other places in the Arab Spring, you know? Um, yeah, there, there was, there was some stuff happening in Egypt that we didn't, that, that wasn't great. But let me tell you, it was better to have a strong man than to allow the Muslim Brotherhood or the radicals in, in um, you know, in, in Iran to take over. And at least then, though, it was hundreds of Americans, not thousands. How many of these Americans there are going to end up hostages like Iran? And, and, and our military today isn't what it was back then. And it wasn't great back, well, I, you know, I want to get into, you know, the, the bad rescue attempt. But when we've got the Secretary of Defense saying today that we don't have, we don't have a plan to go in and get, we can't and get large numbers of people out. Um, these are not CIA operatives that signed up to say, okay, if, you know, I'm there on my own doing a special ops. Um, these Americans are there thinking that they were protected by the United States government and they've been abandoned. Exactly. And I'll tell you also, Saigon, the uh, evacuation mm-hmm. of Saigon, frequent win. You know, the same basic thing happened is that the government, the U.S. government, at that point in time, pulled the financing away from the Vietnamese, the South Vietnamese, and they had nothing they could do. But in this situation, here's what my concern is if we're talking about the markets, is number one, the influence of the United States going forward is going to be really devastating, I believe, because I think that our allies are saying, imagine you being a Navy SEAL, an Army Ranger in Afghanistan, talking to some of these tribal leaders and saying, hey, look, we're going to take care of you. You guys are going to be okay. Help us out with this fight against the Taliban. And then look what just happened. I have a relative that was over in Afghanistan, and he is in despair right now because he worked with the interpreters. He worked with the people over there. He was in the Air Force. And he's really concerned that some of these people that actually helped him out are not going to be able to make it. So the first effect is that China wins here, Russia wins here, and the next effect is this, and this is a big one, is that China, Russia have been attacking the dollar all the time and the dollar has been the world currency and 
the Chinese yuan is gaining traction in use. And the dollar depreciating over time is not going to be good for us. No. And that's the first thing that I see. But, you know, in terms of the stock market, yeah, we're around all-time highs and all that, but that's not going to last forever. But I think the reason why it was that all-time high is because the United States will stick by their allies. This doesn't appear to be the situation. And what I mean by that is that if you talk to any Marine, they'd do anything it took to leave no one behind. And that, if that meant losing 10 guys to get one body back, that's what happened. Yeah. And now we've got all these Americans over there and Afghanis that were very contributing to the cause and we're being hunted down and to say if you can make it to the airport we'll take care of you I just don't think that's the way yeah and if you saw any of the video at the airport you know what a crock that is but you know I don't think it's I don't think it's incorrect to say that our financial strength, our economic strength as, as a superpower is tied to our military strength. Well, I think you're very, you're very accurate on that. And that's why, you know, the America first policy, I, I think is still the right policy. I'm sorry. I don't see anything wrong with that, that you protect your interests before you start going over and helping other people. It's the same thing, Andrea. If you're in an airplane and the oxygen mask comes down, what do they tell you to do? Right. Put your mask right. on and, first before you can help right. someone else. Right. And, and America First policy was also being wise with our assets, wise with our people when it involved uh, foreign conflicts and foreign policy. And when they attacked our, our embassy in Benghazi, Trump dropped the mother of all bombs, which is the, which is, which is the, the bomb just below nuclear capability. Peace right. through strength. Uh, peace through strength is what preserves us economically as well. So what we've got going on is it not only hurts us to appear weak on the world stage, but it hurts us when we have a, a, an open border in the form of now flooding our country. It hurts us economically by flooding our country with refugees now that are coming here. They're going to have to be taken care of on top of our open border in the southern uh, you know, part of the country with weakening us economically with, like you said, China and Russia. And we've got that in combination with now increasing mandates on our businesses. You've got New York City, who's now uh, declaring that it's not just you can't come into business if you get vaccinated or a negative COVID shot. It's straight up vaccination. You either get that and 70% of, of African-Americans in New York aren't vaccinated. So these types of increased mandates on businesses and, and COVID stuff is, is also a part of it. And as a consumer, as um, and then at the same time, we've got this recall going on in California. And Larry Elder is telling his thing is that what, the number one reason for why uh, people are leaving California is because they can't afford to buy a house. Well, it's more than just that. It's the taxation here. It's the regulation. It's the COVID mandates. It's, it's, 
everything going on right now is hurting us economically and people are wondering, oh, but then everybody leaving California, a lot of them are going to Austin, Texas. And now homes in Austin, Texas are selling at 100% over the listing price. So if a house is listed for 400K, they're now people are paying 800K for it. So now the leaving California is jacking up the market in Texas. So as a consumer, you got to be sitting here going, well, what do I, what do, I do? Because now prices everywhere else is going up. we got this tor- turmoil everywhere. What do I do with my money? Um, what do I do with my investments? Do I pull out of the stock market? What do I do, Elhoff? Well, here's what you got to do. Number one, and I've talked about this before, Andrea, is number one, people need to get a grasp of where they are. And the first thing they need to think about is protecting their wealth. And there's a lot of silent stealers of our wealth. Inflation is one of them that's come into the picture. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Taxes is another one. And if you increase taxes, that steals your wealth. That leaves less for your lifestyle and living than it does... uh, uh, you end up giving more of your wealth away. So those silent stealers are there all the time. And then on top of that, if you put in depreciation of the dollar, if the dollar loses value, then that's another silent steal of your wealth. So you got to be able to, because most of the time what happens is you see what you see, but you need to have someone come in and take a look and see what they see. Because what I see when I look at people's situation is different than what they see. Right. Um, Not because I'll tell you what, you know, I used to fly jets in the Navy. Yeah. And it's the guy you don't see that kills you. (laughs) That's right. Well, we got, we got 30 seconds left. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you because they need to figure out, we need to know, you need to know where you're at. We need to understand the obstacles we're facing. There's shifting sands going on. Um, I want to stop hearing conservative radio hosts and people pushing up this Democrat who's running in the recall race because don't buy into his JFK crap. Okay, he's going to raise taxes, which Elhoff just said are, you know, are a, a silent killer. So Elhoff, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Go to Financial Thought Doctor and fill out a contact form. Financial Thought Doctor. Spell it out, financial, thought, T-H-O-U-G-H-T, doctor, T-O-C-T-O-R.com. And we'll have a conversation. That's all it is, is having a conversation. Nothing to be be intimidated with. All right, my dear, thank you so much. We'll we'll talk at you next time. Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Surprisingly, I'm ending in a good mood. I think it's because tomorrow's Friday. Um, but you got some bizarre story to, to share with us before we wrap, Skins. What's that? 
Yeah, it is pretty bizarre. You know, there's the, the online clock that has been put out by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. They've been doing it for about 75 years. And, you know, how many how many seconds till midnight when, you know, pretty much Armageddon happens and the world ceases to exist? Well, I noticed today I was just kind of poking around, not quite sure how I stumbled upon it. But uh, the, the front thing on their main website, if you want to check it out, it's thebulletin.org, thebulletin.org. It says, this is your COVID wake-up call. It is 100 seconds to midnight. And in a statement that says the 2021 Doomsday Clock statement, uh, let's see where I can... Oh, the subject line says, this is your COVID wake-up call. It is 100 seconds to midnight. And it talks about hundreds of thousands of human beings needing to die needlessly. And it also talks about a Duke a dark nuclear landscape with glimmers of hope. But, it, you know, I, I've always found this site fascinating. I'm not saying it's entirely accurate, but it's, uh, it's not liking what's going on right now. And then it mentions climate change as well. So, Well, I don't know if this is, I mean, who's behind this, but I'm sitting here thinking that for all of the non-Christians who mock us for our Bible and the book of Revelations and, you know, any doomsday beliefs that we might have, I mean, you're putting out they're they're putting out some doomsday clock of talking about barrenness over COVID, which still has a 99 over 99 uh, percent recovery rate for even the most uh, vulnerable groups. It, I, I feel like that's I think feel like that's a little hyperbolic. I feel like it's a little histrionic or catastrophic. Right. Yeah, it's a very so, long um, uh, post. If people want to read it, they can definitely check it out. There's even another section that says the COVID-19 infodemic and other disruptive threats. Yeah. Um, you might find this interesting. So we had Dr. Frank on the show last night and he's going to have to come back because there's just too much information. He was telling me after the show that he only told us about one um, threat that was uncovered. There was different, you know, there was some Antifa that was found there. I mean, he's got way more to tell us about what happened at the symposium as well as fraud. Um, more details on the fraud that they revealed. But I get this email this morning from a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute who gives me this long email uh, about Dr. Frank and how what he's saying, his numbers are all inaccurate and da-da-da-da-da. And so I immediately, you know, got, got on the phone with Dr. Frank and we had a laugh about it and how, you know, uh, and, and so my initial reaction was, uh, oh, who's the schmuck, right, who thinks that, you know, from the Hoover Institute, who thinks he can outsmart the physicist, uh, Dr. Frank. But then it, how frightening that they must be, because the Hoover Institute is not my demographic, right? They're tracking him, tracking what interviews he's doing, and then launching a disinformation campaign. Wow. Actually, truly frightening. So he'll be back uh, next week for that. Love you all. I'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out.